come on, come on, come on. How you want it, call Yak the Patron. Brunch with the boys, we gon' give you what you want. And what you don't know, we about to put you on. Come on, come on, come on. How you want it, call Yak the Patron. Brunch with the boys, we gon' give you what you want. And what you don't know, we about to put you on. Yes, we are the trending topic. Your relationship profits. Brunch with the boys, we the highest. Brunch with the boys, we the highest. What's going on? It's your boy King Jazz here. Another episode of Brunch with the Boys. If I giggle a little too much tonight, it's because I'm feeling right. So I appreciate hey. y'all working with me. We got a special guest tonight. But first, how we doing, gentlemen? Jeezy. What's good, everybody? We in here. Mr. What's Really? This nigga put a little bit of Prince at the end, so no yeah, need for that. Yeah, what that was. Well, let's talk about our special guest, Jet. Special guest? So I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. I'm Nikita. I'm the host of the Unexpected <laughs> Fuckery of 40 podcast. Wow. Hell. Yes. Are you Jamaican by any chance? I am not. Do I look Jamaican? No, Jamaicans Jamma. love the word fuckery. So I just <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh yeah, beer yeah, yeah, fuckery. Yeah, fuckery. Yeah, that's a yeah, it's a Jamaican uh, term. I didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> so the unexpected fuckery of forty is a podcast about all the challenges, the ups and downs that we go through once we hit forty. So um, you know, in your twenties and thirties. You really think that by the time you're 40, that life is just going to be easy peasy, just, you know, the shit is going to be great. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in my 40, when I hit 40, I just had all these things happen that I just didn't expect. You know, um, I was working this high paying job. I quit without another job just due to stress and, and mental health. And um, I'm a single mom of 41 with a four year old, uh, never been married. And so life just did not go how I thought it would go Hell when I yeah. was in my 20s I and 30s. That, girl. 40. So it's some fuck shit. It's just some fuckery like <laughs> dating. Dating in your forties is some fuckery. Um, you know, it's 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 a lot of challenges. There are a lot of great things too. So I talk about all you know things on my podcast: sex, relationships, um, the workplace, corporate America, all those different types of things. So it's just a podcast about everything about being in your forties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Y'all check her out. Absolutely, very very good listen. So we get into the night, fellas. So we're talking about unaffectionate partners. And okay. the importance of affection in your relationship. Uh, I'm sure we all know what affection is, you know, but not getting affection is a big problem in relationships. And, you know, there are a lot of people who simply just aren't comfortable giving it. You know what I mean? So we want to dive right into it. The first thing I want to touch are reasons that your partner isn't showing you affection that have well, nothing to do with you. Go ahead. I think the first thing we have to do, and I don't know if anybody has quick computer access, I think it's important for us to define what affection is. Affection. Uh, I know what unaffectionate means, not giving or reciprocating affection. And right. affection can be classified affection. in many ways because it depends on you, the person, as far as how you receive that affection. But it's basically receiving care and feeling that vibe of care. And we're going to go into it a little bit more. Sometimes some people take affection as physical touch. Other people take affection as washing my car, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it really depends on where you're coming from. You know? Well, so the definition of affection is devotion, fond attachment, love. It's also a gentle feeling or fondness or liking. It's a emotion, a feeling, sediment, over and above reason. 
uh, is kind of the realm where affection lies. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep. So now Jeezy got that question for us, man. What so, is it, yeah, so some of the reasons why your partner may not be showing you the affection, you need to know it may not always be about you, you know? And one of the first reasons that came up was anxiety issues. You know, sometimes if your partner is experiencing any anxiety, they're hyper-focused on an internal or external threat so much so that they can't even focus on your needs and focus on giving you the affection that you need. So I just want to attack it from that perspective first. Like everyone that's being, if your partner's being unaffectionate towards you, it's not always because of you. Would you agree? Anxiety can play a role. I mean, the, the premise of anxiety is, is going to essentially put you in a place where uh, you're going to be easily irritated, somewhat irrational. It's a weird space, man. But it's one of those things where I feel like it can be controlled by medication, right? And so you have, you have some ability to, to, to ensure that it doesn't affect your relationship. The understanding of it can push people away. Because if, if you have tremendous amount of anxiety and you're irritable, all that's going to do is have an adverse impact on the person that you're dealing with day in, day out. Yeah, and I don't want to get too much into the anxiety thing because that mental health stuff is real. I think we all experience anxiety on some level, uh, whether it be minimalized for us, you know, more than others. But what I want to ask Nikita is this. Have you ever been in a relationship where you need more affection than he is used to, you know, or he wants more than you're willing to give? That is, have you ever been in a situation where that balance was lacking? I have. I would say my last, maybe not my, not my last relationship, but the guy before that, um, he wasn't as affectionate as I needed him to be. And he was, I mean, he was loving and everything, but, and, and we were close, but um, I like I like to tongue kiss and I like to, if we're mm. talking about physical touch, I mm. like all of that stuff. Like kissing to me is the most intimate thing that you can do outside of like penetration and everything. So he, he, he really was just like a pecker, like a what, <laughs> you know, and I really needed that closeness and he didn't give it, but I don't really think, um, I just, I just came to accept that. I didn't, it didn't really, you know, hinder the relationship moving forward. I just realized that that's just who he was. I mean, he shared his thoughts with me. We were very close um, in other ways, um, emotionally and mentally. And so, um, yeah, I just didn't get that physical affection that I was looking for all the time. But now it's something that is a requirement. A requirement. So. I, I found that people who aren't affectionate, it tends to come down to their environment. Uh, a lot of people aren't comfortable being affectionate in public where they prefer that type of intimacy in private. Des, you talk to that. Are you a nigga that en enjoys PDA? Because I just can't see your big ass holding hands and tongue kissing <laughs> in public. You know what I'm saying? But is that something that you do? Are you with PDA? I think it depends on, I think it depends on the person, right? Because I think that probably wouldn't be my natural proclivity, but I think you guys have seen me in situations where it's been exactly that. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, different activities you've had together in, in our past, you've seen that from me. You know what I mean? So clearly I'm capable of it. I have no problem with it. I think there's certain people that bring certain behaviors out of you. Right? I was just going to so say think, that. Yeah, that's probably my perspective on it. For me, like, I hate hand-holding. It's like the worst thing for me. Handholding is creepy as shit to me, <laughs> um, and I'm but I'm good with PDA 
No, don't hold my hand. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there, but I'm glad I'm not there. That's some bullshit. I don't know what happened. Listen, don't let us have to call Andrew over there, Dad. God, oh, dang, that's tough. That's tough. But too soon? Hey, it was too soon, bro. A little too soon. A little too soon. No, but but like PDA in general, like I don't mind tongue kissing you, slapping your ass, uh, you know, holding you. All the shit he want to do. Oh, <laughs> what do you view as affection dad what do you view what do you consider to be affection how do you receive it You're i just i like simple touches man i like i like the pain. well you just said what you want nigga nipple piercings and all that i'm the, i want dads i want a regular nigga's opinion oh oh okay you know i like i like um unsolicited massages <laughs> you like what Unsolicited massages, meaning like when they I just started out, I didn't nowhere. ask you, like, yo, you look tired, man. Give me, like, you know, let me get your shoulders relaxed. Oh, nice. You know what I'm saying? Rubbing your neck, things, yeah. something simple like that. I don't need yeah. material things. I also like when they lick right under my nuts. Too. Whoa! That does it, that does it. <laughs> Is that affectionate? <laughs> Is that affection? Like, well, I love, that's that sounds like the type of affection I need right there. That sounds like a kink. Hold up, wait. <laughs> I think that's a baseline. That's them table stakes. Them if I'm to be 100 percent honest, for me. <laughs> Any affection can be many things. Kissing, holding hands, cuddling, etc. I hope nine out of ten times my affection leads to some pussy, to a nut. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I got to be honest. Like, in a perfect world, yes, let's cuddle for an hour or two and watch this movie. But when that, them credits come on, I hope you your head drop into my damn stomach. You know what I'm saying? Hey! Like, I, I just, you know, and I don't want to make it seem like, you know, it's a means to an end. But hell, in a way, it is. I think affection and intimacy jumpstart the sex, and, and oh, they no. all tie together for me. You know, I sometimes I like being the little spoon in the spooning. You like to be um, held. You like a you me. like a chick to hold your big ass. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you surprised, nigga? Really though? I just don't know how that's gonna be. Are you all in a little ball and shit? <laughs> You like, like, surprised? Oh no, not Jen. Really? Whoa! No, you, you see, right, I'm Dad. not into cuddling. I don't like to cuddle. Like. At mm-hmm. night, when it's time to oh, go to sleep, you go to your side of the bed after sex, and I stay on my side. Yeah, when it's sleep time, with somebody right there. I don't need to cuddle. Yeah. When it's time to get the, get the business, I don't need. But that. a little pregame before going to sleep, you don't like that? Hell no. So is cuddling, like Rob? Know. Is cuddling, gent, uh, a preface to the pussy? Is this just a, a setup? You really it just depends. low key trying to get your dick in? Well, well, when you when you the little spoon, it can't be as a man. But when you the big spoon. And she feel that she feel that thing that that doorknob knocking on the back end. Yeah, that could turn into something, I, man. I think yeah. affection. Yeah. I think affection is different from 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 sexual activity. I think yeah, they're related in the same way that trust is related to sexual activity, right? Yeah. But trust can be completely independent of sexual activity. So I think I think they're two different things because I think you can be affectionate with someone. And not be sexual with someone. And I think the kid talked about this that she was in a relationship with a person that's caring, right? But sexually, he may not have been into some of the things that she was in. Maybe I read too much into that, but regardless, I think that's a possibility. I agree. No, affectionate is definitely the baseline, man. I think it that level of intimacy is where connectivity happens. I think that's where growth happens. I think that's where you also um, foster in trust. It's it's that security level. It's, it's, it's a number of things that happen within that space that has nothing to do with sex. Mm-hmm. It's, it's feeling vulnerable. It's being okay with feeling that way. 
also just it's it's a it's a place of just safety a little bit. Let me ask you this, Nikita. Do you think you can be in a healthy relationship with a lack of affection? No. Not at not where I am right now. I don't think that I can't be like even if you know that nigga love you. Even if I know he loves me, no, I can't I can't do it. I need you to show me. Like I need, you know, little like like Jim was saying, it doesn't have to be physical, but I need you to send me flowers. I need you to me, I think from a woman's perspective, we can also look at chivalry, like how chivalrous a man is um, as a way of showing affection. So I need you to do little sweet things for me and to me um, at where I am right now. When I was younger, you know, maybe I wasn't so much on that, but at at 41, for sure. I I can't. That's my go-to. That's my go-to. Chivalry, acts of service. Absolutely. It's a way. Love language. I, I, I think how a person treats you and their commitment and dedication to you should be fundamental, man. Like, I, here's the thing: chivalry. We gotta, we gotta understand, man. You, human beings are very, very complex creatures, True. and you can be a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. He can be chivalrous and a dog and an asshole. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, True. so my point is, is that don't I can attest to that. chivalry with being a good man, right? Because chivalry can also be a tool for fuckery, right? Because if I use it right, I can keep all these bitches on my hook. It's, it could be used as manipulation. But I, anything. Absolutely. I would like to confirm for Dez that that works, Des. That works. Chivalry right. definitely gets... I mean, let's just keep it real. Most niggas, you know, they aren't really exercising that characteristic. And when... Agreed. It's amazing how you can go on a date and open a door for a chick, and she's like, damn, you opening doors and shit? She joked it off, but bitch, ain't nobody opened her door in seven years, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> her own kids won't open the door for her. So God it really mattered to her, you know what I mean? And a lot of men will take advantage of that, and that's their game. And it's always difficult to determine whether someone's being sincere or if this is them just showing the best version of themselves and just running game. But, man, not I mean, to get it'll off come, It'll come out eventually because... If you're just doing it as a part of your game from, you know, as a man, then you can't like you can't be most men. If they're if, if it's just a part of their game, they can't be consistent with that shit. It's going to fall off at some point. So yeah, if, if not that's not who you are, it's going to eventually show. And the woman is going to eventually know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if that's who you are, then that's going to be consistent throughout, I think, your relationship. And that's what I need uh, for me to feel like it's a healthy relationship. Like I like doing um, nice things and showing affection to my guy. You know, that's, I like doing that. I need that reciprocated. And it's not that I'm Mm -hmm. giving to get, but I I think it needs to be an equal balance, you know, from both the man and the woman um, in order for me to have. But you are though, you know, I hate this thing where they say relationships aren't, quid pro quo to where you shouldn't expect anything based on what you give but isn't that what you sign up for you absolutely you give. should expect some shit you exactly, should have expectations for your partner yeah. like if you don't like what are you in it for just to say you got a man or to say you, you have yeah. a woman like or, or, or not even that how healthy is it to be in a situation where you give your everything only to get someone's minimal you know what I mean like yes. so to well, me what y'all talking about though that you shit happens in the vast majority of relationships. It is. It does. It does. Somebody's giving a whole bunch and somebody else giving very little. That's the fucking standard. That 50 50 shit is not the standard. It is that's, that's the ideal. Yeah, yeah. Right. I agree. It isn't, but it should be. For me, that's what I'm going to need in my, my man. 
I'm gonna need you to to do some 50 50 shit. Yeah. And I'm I'm open and honest about that. Listen, I need you to do these things for me. If you ask me as a man what makes me happy, I'm gonna tell you I need those those yeah. things. And if yeah. you're not living up to that, then I, I already told you what the fuck made me happy. Yeah. And so you're not living up to your end of the bargain. So get the fuck on. Like it, it's just Hell. that reminded me of something that I, I was talking to a friend about. People talk about the 80 20 rule. And if you're getting 80 percent, nigga, then be happy with the 20 you're not getting. But what if something that's really important to me is in that 20? Right. I give a fuck about right. the 80, nigga. I need that five to seven that's in the 20. So I. <laughs> You know, realistically, that's just how I feel. If it's important to you, you got to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think you, I think, you know, Jeezy and I have had this conversation many times. I think as we've matured, I think we've done things, and, and Jen as well, I think this thing's always been mature ever since I've known him. <laughs> but but um, as, we, as, as, as we've matured, I think you realize your worth. You realize what you bring to the relationship. And there's some things that fundamentally you're not willing to compromise on. And I think as you get older, to, to, to Jeezy's point, you realize some of those things that I am unwilling to compromise on may be in that 20% or even 10% yeah. that person doesn't have. And so perhaps you find another person and that person, it isn't that they're going to come with a, 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 a skill set or, or, or a personality that doesn't have its own baggage or set of problems. But those problems don't have to do with the shit that's essential to your happiness. To you, yeah. Like, and so you can work with those things. Yeah. You know, I think that's simply what happens. But. And I want to say you're not wrong to feel that way. Man, woman, whoever you are hearing this, you're not wrong to feel like, shit, I need this. And just because you're getting a lot of other shit doesn't mean you should take the shit you don't want or sh- that yeah. you should go without the things that you need, you know? Word. So, Jen, I want to talk to you next about reasons men may not be affectionate because, hey, it's brunch with the boys. You're trying to give these ladies insight. <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, we talk about women getting comfortable. Men get comfortable, too. So because we get comfortable, we stop doing the things that we did before to show that love, to show that we care. Would you Word. agree with that, Jen? Because you're the type of nigga that's affectionate from days. Mm-hmm. 22 seconds. I just met her. Hey, geez, I met her. I'm about to send her flowers tomorrow. Damn, nigga. You know what I'm saying? You got a work well, address that fast. That's real. You know that's, what I'm real. <laughs> that's real. He's uh, not exaggerating. That hurts a little bit. I like um, it. <laughs> no, but I, 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 do believe, I do believe in affection, and I do believe that um, men that don't show affection, I think there's timing on it, right? So where you're saying that, man, I may show affection very, very quickly in the relationship versus someone who may take some time to build to that point where they have to earn that shit. There's some people that feel like they need to earn that shit, right? And then there's people that feel like, I'm going to give you that shit on the strength of that I feel like I'm going to get that level of reciprocation. And then, but I'm setting expectations though. And if I feel like you can't reciprocate, it's almost a test for me. Then that means like, you're not the one for me. Like, they say you shouldn't be testing the people that you're trying to be I with. Te- nigga, you don't I believe test that? Anybody. Yeah. I test everybody. Aren't we I all taking mini quizzes I, every fucking I second? I test motherfuckers all yeah, the right. <laughs> Absolutely. You know you do. You know yeah, you I do. think we all do. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so in other words, if your man is not being as affectionate, he may be getting comfortable, ladies. Give that nigga a little nudge. Talk to him and see what's what. The next thing that came to hey, can me... Can I talk on that? Can I talk go ahead. Go ahead before we go on. Yeah. I was going to say, we've had this conversation, so I don't want to derail this, but I think we got to talk about the the proliferation of viable female candidates, women, in the in the pool versus viable men, right? And I think when you remove the amount of men 
that aren't eligible for some reason, it really it really strengthens the position of a man. So, you know, the bottom line is this. Let's say you have a man who's who's married with two kids, right? Isn't going well in the marriage. Here's the thing. That man can find a relationship with a person who is going to accept him, love him, get him things he's not getting. Help take care of his other kids. Be there for him. Right. Very, very quickly. That female, that, that woman, she'll get fucked. Nigga, fuck her tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Somebody will fuck her. But are they going to wipe her ass up? Hold it no, process. thank you. Agree. No, thank you. So it's already a, an unfair position from the jump. We are going to get every woman to agree to this, Des, on our podcast. We have been successful. <laughs> we have not lost the battle yet, nigga. And really? I appreciate you for bringing that up. And she agreed so quickly, I ain't even got to ask her. It was quick. Absolutely. I ain't even got to ask You didn't breathe on the that The dating one. pool is fucking horrible. And, and especially as you get older, right? Because, I mean, you're setting your ways. That man is setting his ways. You got kids. It's all these other outside factors. Um, but there aren't a lot of men to choose from. Motherfuckers so got to that, a whole lot of baggage. Point, that's, the de- that's the point Des is making. We may not have to do as much on it's, that front. It's okay for us to get a bit more comfortable, I think, yeah. is what yes. his point was. It's, it's, it's a okay. disrespectful point, but yeah. it's a real point. <laughs> it is it's not okay, but it's a real Poor. point. Yeah, it's valid. It's I agree with it. Uh, it's real disrespectful. It hurt me to hear it the way he said when I when he started saying, I was like, damn, he really gonna say it, huh? He basically <laughs> said, Take this whole this is what I'm gonna give you. Yeah, he was very articulate about it, but yeah, it was shady. All right. So growing up in an unaffectionate family. I think a lot of us, you know, especially in our age bracket, grew up with, you know, more stoic fathers and, and stern mothers to where affection wasn't a normal thing. And if you're not seeing your parents kiss and tell you they love and, and tell each other they love one another and, or even you, affection's mm-hmm. not normal. So when you get with your girl, you yeah, you love her, but it's not normal to say, hey, I love you and, and be up on her because maybe it's not what you saw, you know? I agree with that. I, I experienced that completely. Like, to be honest with you, I don't think I heard my mom or my dad tell me they loved me until I was like 22. And he's so, exaggerating a few years. No, it, it was a dog. Baby, I, honestly, 21 at max. For me, it was very unnatural. We didn't grow up in a household where we were like, all right, love you, mom. Or and it was love you this and love you that. It wasn't that. It was harsh. It was almost semi-barbaric in, in a sense, right? But it made you strong. But in the same breath, you still don't understand the value of, of, of expressing yourself in that way, right? Did it make you do what you saw? Did you it mirror did that? Initially. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've had conversations with you in regards to kind of breaking that cycle. But to be honest with you, it was very tough to say that. Um, you know why I asked that? Go ahead, Des. What about you on your end? But I think, but, but so I think we have a response. So I don't necessarily disagree with anything Jen said, but I think that... We had a, we have a responsibility to change and to grow, right? So yeah, like, yeah, I, I wasn't an overly affectionate household either. But I also know what the fuck I wish I would have had, right? <laughs> and so, and so I made it a point to, as I said to myself, when I get in relationships, I'm gonna make sure when I have kids, when I get in relationships, I'm gonna make sure to tell people that I love them because that's what the fuck I wish I had. I think things affect people differently, right? I think people experience things. They internalize it, and then they then they kind of that's what they push out, and it's a part of them. And I think there's people who, who who get those things internalized and say, "That's what the fuck I don't want to do." Yeah. Like I grew up around dope dealers and all that shit. There was niggas that were like, "Oh, that shit is flashy." They got these, the Nissan and Z's. And they did it in Tyson. Nissan Z's and the dope boys oh. had them. And I mean, my friends were like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And I remember saying, "Like, they niggas gonna die early, 
right? Yeah. Because that shit they're doing is dangerous. My dad told me, if you get smart, you can make money for the rest of your life. Yeah. So I'm trying to make money for the rest of my life. That's just some short-lived shit. But my friends didn't see it that way. We, same situations. You know what I'm saying? So I think people just, just interpret shit differently. You know? I agree. And, I, and we're not going to stay on this, but I took the route you did. You know, I never thought to push that out immediately. It was always easy for me to do the opposite because I know it never made sense to me to do anything different. You know what I mean? So I think you're right. It does come down to the person. And I hope listeners hear this to know you can make the choice, you know, opposite of the one you may have already made. Agreed, for sure. Sometimes someone's just simply not affectionate. Would you agree? It just every relationship they've been this way. You know what I'm saying? They just real fucking cool. They just play it like that. They not in their feelings like Jan. They ain't never gonna tell a whole how she how they feel. No, no, like like I, I like you too. And she done told him I love you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so we, have you ever been in that situation, Nikita? Because that would be tough. I have not been in that that situation at all. Um, like I said, at this age, I just don't. I don't think that I could just tolerate somebody who's inefficient. I have two stories like last year where I stopped talking to men because they simply didn't kiss and said they didn't like eating pussy. So I was just like, okay, (laughs) it's not the relationship for me at all. Yeah, like, I'm like, well, how are you fucking 45 years old talking about you don't kiss and you don't eat pussy? I don't understand. It goes back so to Dez's point. Problem for you, though? Huh? That's a, so this nigga doing everything else. He tell you he don't eat the cootie cat. That, like, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, a deal breaker. But that's, that's in that 5%. Go that's ahead. Get my bad. Absolutely. But you want your dick suck. I if, sure do. Thank so, you very much. If, if he had said, <laughs> I don't want my dick suck. And I don't eat pussy. Maybe I can understand understand it. But the nigga still wanted his dick sucked. So, absolutely. And you know why I say life is funny? And again, don't get caught up in who's right and who's wrong. It's who fits. Because I know women that don't like their pussy eat and love sucking dick. Really? Oh, yeah. I've never, ever run across a woman. Oh, my goodness. So, for for the right man, that's a blessing from God. Because, yeah, he may enjoy eating pussy, but he don't want to eat it as a a breakfast, lunch, and meal uh, and dinner type situation. So, he doesn't have any pressure to eat the pussy like that. And he can get the head, you know, the way he really deserves it. You know what I'm saying? So... I, I think it's funny how you say that, and I'm not fighting you because if you want head, go for it. Uh, yeah. uh, we were podcasting with Posh, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Posh Possession. She said she got to have an ass eating. I ain't mad at you. Mm-hmm. I'm just not eating ass. You know what I'm saying? I like so that we, too. we could never be. She liked <laughs> that too. Not a deal breaker. Good yeah. I like my ass. Yeah, probiotics in there. <laughs> and I'm biotics. sorry to take the conversation <laughs> there. <laughs> probiotics. This nigga said probiotics. Oh, probiotics in there. Good gut health, good gut health. It's good for your gut health. Yeah, I mean. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy King Des here. And I have a question for you. Why boudoir? Because you deserve to celebrate you and discover just how fearless, sexy, and beautiful you really are. Yes. (laughs) Every woman, moms, brides, and girlfriends, your sisters and your wives, your doctors and nurses and teachers, Image Boudoir will help you celebrate being empowered. Mm. Image Boudoir is the premier boudoir photography studio in Orlando, Florida. Tell it. Our boudoir sessions at Image Boudoir are created and customized to capture your vision. And as a female-only boudoir studio, we're extremely understanding of the vulnerability of a boudoir shoot, and we're here to support you. Mm. From finding the perfect inspiration to the perfect wardrobe looking to pose you. So the question is, 
Are you looking to feel empowered? Yeah. Or do you just want to feel sexy for yourself or your significant other? Visit imageboudoir.com for a sexy photo shoot today. Uh, I, I'm into my love language is physical touch. Like I, I, I'm, uh, I'm into. It's your number physical. one, yeah. And we're gonna yeah, get I onto mean, those a little bit too. I read that book. Everybody read that book other than me, huh? Yeah, I've not read the entire book, but I read physical touch and i knew that was me and i said i thought i think i read enough you know what i mean but <laughs> <Physical> <laughs> i think i get me service. right now <laughs> yeah so i need you to be all into me be all into every part of me and oh if you God. again if you're not kissing if you're not eating pussy optional you know eating my ass is optional Every man doesn't like that. Oh, she really wants that ass. Yeah, I, I, I know you saw her eyes roll to the back of her head. Don't get my she ass. She was like, I don't. She was like, I she don't sounded disappointed at even saying. She was like, bitch, why are you saying this? You know you want your ass. Eat. Like, your mouth wanted to tell the truth, but okay, I, I get so, it. So when I <laughs> when I find that in a partner, it, it's like okay, yeah. it's a treasure. Trust me, it's a treasure. It's a treasure, and hopefully, all the other things that I need in the relationship will come along with that because it, sex is just not enough, right? Even it is, you know, yeah. a big dick, you, uh, you can eat my pussy, great, but it's still not enough if if it's lacking the other things, the emotion, and the affection, uh, the acts of service, like I talked about. If it's lacking that, then you know it doesn't matter still. And I don't want to stay there long, but I do want to say this since we're speaking on physical touch as the love language, physical touch doesn't necessarily mean sex, which it's often interpreted as it really means physical touch in any way. Yeah. A a, a massage. Sometimes nigga, it's just her putting her hand on your back while you're driving. You know what I mean? It's her coming up from behind you and putting her, her hand on your lower back. Nigga, that should have had you right. And you digging her down later on. She don't even know why she getting it so good. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's not necessarily the sexual touch as much as it is the intimate touch. But okay, so moving on, another reason men may not be affectionate is because he has unresolved issues with the relationship that he's just not communicating. You know what I mean? So maybe he's, man, nigga, I'm not getting what I need. You're acting like you ain't feeling me. Well, maybe I'm not. (laughs) You know what I mean? And you're just not saying it. Yo, I got a story on that. So like, you know, I got a real good friend of mine who's been talking about this. So he's been going through some some things with his uh, significant other. And um, they've been having some problems, right? I think they're really probably headed towards, you know, divorce. But he's told me, he's like, yo, he called me one day. He was like, bro, I think I got ED. And I was like, ED? I'm like, you going for your doctorate? Look, I don't know. He said, said, first of all, I said, I'm the first person you call about this? I said, why you think so? Oh, he was like, yo, for the last like month and change, he cannot get his dick hard for a significant other. Mm. Like he can't get it up. He can't get it up. He can't get it up. But he told me, he's like, bro, when I be at work, some coworker of mine, he said, my dick be hard all day. <laughs> so I said, no, you don't have ED. I said, that's a mental issue you have. Yeah. And so my point of saying that is, is there are a lot of things. There are times when men don't want to be, and I think that's to your point, Jeezy. Um, I think a lot of us have been there. There's times when men don't don't do a good job of communicating things. I talked about this in a previous podcast, but vulnerability is a big thing. If that man, for any reason, doesn't feel that he's able to be vulnerable with you, you're not going to get all of him. Yeah. Doesn't even care how much he, he loves you. There are men who love women that they're not vulnerable with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so she'll only ever know 75% of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that works for a lot of people. And but- to speak to your homie's problem, that comes with, you know, 
physical consequences. And that's why he's not able to get hard for her because mm-hmm. he's not feeling her. And that goes to show to women, I hope, it's not all just physical for men. You know, we have that emotional aspect as well. And, you know, we got to pull down a hole. If our head ain't right, that dick ain't right. You know what I mean? Wait, so let me go back. So what makes a man be vulnerable with a woman? So what are some, yeah. So why wouldn't he want to be vulnerable? To be honest with you, I can speak on this. You got to feel safe, which means, which means a number of things. Meaning that when, when we talk, you listen. Like, actually, listen, not that bullshit that most women do where, you know, they're more concerned about what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And most. so some. Yeah, some. I'm sorry that they're more concerned about what they have to say, because it's most important to them versus when it's time for you to talk that they discount. It, right. Mm-hmm. And so when a man really takes some time to open up and have some conversation where he comes to you, women, you have to understand that shit ain't easy for men because we're taught everything else other than that. Right. Um, So when we do, don't shut it down. Don't discount it because it has an adverse effect. So being able to communicate effectively, being able to feel safe with that, meaning no, no, no judgment zone. It can't be no flex zone on that. You know what I'm saying? So also when you're being able to be like that and being able to understand that you care about you care about what he has to say. And it's different than just listening. No, no, I agree. have. You have an emotional reaction. Like you treat it like it's your own. And, and, like and I think that's like what it's it the is, most too. important yeah. priority in the fucking world. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's it's it's God and then it's him and then God in regards to that, right? Mm-hmm. So when you put those those things together, a man feels super safe. I and think the, the, the best I'm gonna thing you, I'm gonna bear my soul to you and we good. We Gucci. I think the best thing to speak to that, you know, really says if a man is ever shut down, then he's probably not going to open up again consistently. And, and it's a, you know, we talked about testing. It's something he's going to try. He's going to try. And if consistently more times than none, especially when it matters the most, he, you're not receptive. He's going to stop coming to you. And that's when he loses that ability to be vulnerable with you. So I think it starts off if he's fucking with you, he has to feel comfortable being there, but something happens in the course of the relationship you know, because if at the beginning he was never vulnerable, I'm sure you would have never got with him. I guess right. that's my point, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think real quick. I think it also, too. I think so. And I don't think anybody has 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 implied this during the conversation. But I think it's not even about a sexual thing. Right. Because I can have the same. I have I told you guys I've been married for a while. Right. I have the same level of vulnerability. And, and maybe it's a little bit more because of the things we've been through in the family yeah. that we have. But I have friends, female friends, male friends that I have such a deep level of vulnerability with that I can have a very close to similar conversation with them that I can have with my significant other. Right. And so I think it's important to understand that it's not just to me. I don't, I think it's, I think it's, I don't know. I don't even think it's always something you're able to define. Right. Have you ever met a person that in the first hour or two of knowing them, you, you felt extremely comfortable. Yeah. But there's people like that minded. you've known for years and you've never felt comfortable. And yeah. it's not that either one of them had done anything to make you feel either way it's about them. Connection. It's just a connection. So yeah. I, I know it doesn't sound very popular to say that, but I think that's a part of it too. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I agree. Um, This one here, and you know, we might as well end it that way. He's probably fucking someone else. <laughs> If he's not being affectionate with you, ladies, 
You know, the, the Nick got a happy home. His mom and daddy been together 40 years and shit. You know what I mean? He always a, a lovey-dovey guy, uh, not comfortable, whatever. He, he probably got pussy on the side. So, What you think, Nikita? You ever had that or, or found somebody out? You know, found been in a situation like that? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, I definitely... I can feel like uh, it goes back to that women's intuition. I, you, most women feel and can can really um, get a sense of when their man is stepping out. And I, I agree with you. It it goes back to the affection. If he's not showing you affection, he's not communicating with you, like he's shut down with you. He, I mean, maybe not fucking someone else in the beginning, but if that shit continues, maybe yeah. for a month or two, going into three months, then he probably is stepping out, unfortunately. He's probably um, not fucking you as often. Probably not, not trying to. Often. He's getting it from somewhere. Men like sex, right? I, I mean, yeah. right. people like sex. I'm and, not just going to say men like sex, yeah, but, but we're human beings. I mean, so, he, you know, if he's not getting it at home, very rarely have I heard of a situation or been in a situation where if that man is not being affectionate with me, then he's just shut down and he's not having sex and he's not talking to anybody else. It could not even be sex, though. Yeah. Maybe he's just being emotional with a co-worker at work, his work wife, yeah. or you know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's talking yeah. with another woman who's actually getting the things that you want from him from someone else. Maybe it hasn't moved on to sex yet, but either way, it's a threat to the relationship, you know? Well said. Yeah. Well said. Tighten up, hoes. Um, I think there's another. I think there's another part, man. That I don't think we're discussing that. That sometimes you may not be feeling physically well, psychologically well, emotionally well, yeah. and that may have a true impact to whether you even feel like being affectionate. You may you, you even feel like being intimate. I mean, for an example, like you know, I've I've gone through you know um, some series of depression sometimes and. Shit, even some of the medication that I was taking on that time, man, had me not like feeling numb to the world, bro. Like, yeah. not really. Uh, like, a bomb can go off right next to me and someone die, and I'd be like, "Dang, that was tough." You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not gonna have that same emotional reaction or that desire to to feel anything, and and it it may be situation you're not feeling well physically or psychologically. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. You sit here and think about it like you 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 can have any series of health issues and your focus is right there. It's not necessarily on trying to be affectionate and intimate with you because I'm sitting here worried about how I'm going to live later on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think there's other things to take into consideration when it comes. to. But shit. then that goes back to communication, right? You should be able to communicate that to your partner and they should be able to understand, OK, he's dealing with a lot emotionally. He has you know, health issues, all these different type of things. If you're able to communicate that to your partner and hopefully they're understanding, then it shouldn't, you know, um, affect the relationship. You know what I find? I find people who get into those, who get into depressive states, they tend not to communicate well when they're in them. You like fucking Kanye? Yeah, you know what I mean? So I, I think yeah. while that seems logical and it's easy to say communicate, I think when people who, you know, when they get in that depressive mindset, it's like it's impossible then for the, to do what seems logical. And, you know, they're in their own head. So I think that has nothing to do with you, the person. There's nothing you can yeah, do yeah. about it at all. It's just it's just a, uh, an outcome 
you know, the lack of affection based on what's going on with them, you know. So in our last podcast, we were talking about emotionally unavailable and um, Pat Lee from former Super Bowl champion of the Green Bay Packers. He was just like, like when he got hurt, that wasn't his focus. Like he wasn't focused on anything that she was having to say right now. He was focused on trying to get back on the field and, and, and trying to make money for his family. And so therefore he didn't have any room for any emo- or, or any emotional space to be out here trying to be intimate and in, in, in that, in that way or form. Right. I've been in spaces like that where, you know, your job may be eliminated, man, and you out here worried about how you're going to support your family and things of that nature. And I'm not worried about whether you're, you're, you're getting the emotional volume that you believe that you fucking need. Like, I'm out here trying to figure out, figure shit out, figure life out. Yeah. So I think back to that same point, there's a number of things. Communicate it, though. And, and that's yeah. the offset. So communicate it, you know, and. I think oftentimes, too, if a man's not affectionate with you, he's just not that into you, you know? Yeah. Um, and we have to accept sometimes. that as well. Yeah, to accept that. And that's tough for a woman to hear, like, hey, you cool, pussy, all right. I just ain't feeling you like that. You know what I'm the saying? The man won't come out and say that. <laughs> yeah. won't come out and tell a woman. Because he want to he keep hitting it in case right. he want to hit it on a Friday night and he ain't got shit to do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and no. a lot of women, if he would be honest... <laughs> A lot of women would accept being an option, you know? Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think I I accept that now where I am in my life. Maybe he's just not feeling me like that. And that's okay because everybody is not getting Yeah, absolutely. If I feel like it. If I feel like it. Listen, listen, women, like I said, we're human beings. We want to have sex, too. So he might not be feeling me like that. But if if that's the only dick I got. You're feeling that dick. Yeah, you're going to be feeling that dick. Hell, I might go have sex with him, but I'm not going to emotionally attach to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? There you is. You get that right dick in you, will No, be. no. Although that nigga on accident. Nah. I mean, I think now, I think when I was younger, it was hard to emotionally, de- you know, detach from people. But again, now I said I accept the fact that some people might just not just be feeling me like yeah, that. Let me you ask you, I mean? does it matter how he fucks you? Is it a situation to where... If he's fucking you missionary, deep strokes, he's gazing into your eyes, stroking your face. Like if he fucking you right in a more intimate way, does that make you feel more inclined to want more? Whereas a nigga who's hitting it from behind, pulling your hair like fuck you hoe. As soon as he nut nigga, his his jeans already up nigga and he had the dough. <laughs> Yeah, that, it it definitely matters yeah. how you fuck me, uh, for sure. If if you're again, it goes back. If you're not affectionate for me, then I'm not gonna want to have sex with you, regardless of how big your dick is, whatever. If I'm not getting what I need from yeah. this situation, then it doesn't work for me. Yeah. And I think um, we women have to take some of our power back and and realize what works for us, not just what works for them. Yeah. Again, I can have sex with somebody who okay this might not be a relationship and he's told me that but again this is the only dick i have on call i like the way we have sex i like the way we interact so i'm gonna continue to have sex with him until i find somebody else but that's just where i am the vibe is strictly sexual what fellas i hope you heard it here first at brunch with the boys if you didn't already know tell her the truth nigga she'll still give you the pussy (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying tell her the truth (laughs) if you fuck her right most likely you know what I mean? We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> you know, you know. 
I, I guess we all know a few numbers maybe that always will work. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, who knows? But uh, I don't. I only know one number. Hey, listen, the only number that matters, right? Right. Did you hit him with the eyebrow two times? Hey, listen. <laughs> so, Nikita, let me ask you this. Have you ever begged a man for your effect, for his affection? Mm, Try to I guilt would, him into it. Guilt him into it? I think I bet, like, I would say when I was maybe like 35, 34, I think because... At that age, I do think I hadn't had kids. I was still single. And it is true. Our biological clock started ticking, right? And so yeah. at 34, 35, I was in a relationship with a, in a, a retired NFL player who had CTE, who was also not able to give me that level of emotion, I think, because yeah. of the issue that he had. And it was real. Like, he went to see doctors and everything. Um, he, you know had early onset dementia. Like it was a lot of different factors, but I think because I wanted to be married so bad and I wanted a kid and now, my God, I'm 34, I'm 35. I think I was like begging him to give me the love that I needed when he couldn't give that to me. And, um, you know, it really affected me. Like it really fucked me up. But I think that was just where I am, where I was in my life. At 41, I don't feel that same way. Like if you're not giving me the things that I need, then it's And that's it. It's a wrap. And to be fair, you had that kid. You know what I mean? And I've had that kid. So I really don't have time. Honestly, I have a fucking 40 year old. Can I ask a question? I want to ask this question because I'm ignorant and I ain't got no sense. It's motherfucking Saturday. (laughs) night and I want to ask crazy and we drink it right (laughs) listen when you get to that stage in life as a woman biological Mm -hmm. clock ticking you never had kids can any nigga with his shit relatively together bust in the pussy raw keep it real saying he is is I'm asking because you said you had the jet biological clock ticking you know it's hard to find a good nigga here and there Mm. I have to imagine some uh you know I'm saying concessions are being made for niggas in in order to get ultimately what you want that baby you know what I mean yeah I I would agree probably the other that's what happened to me in my situation with my baby daddy (laughs) like (laughs) um shit I mean I I perceived him to be a good guy I saw a lot of red flags and um I ignored those shit shits I was what, 36, 37 when I got pregnant? And and I knew off top that I was going to be a single mom. And um, I think I did let my guard down because I had reached that point for sure. Um, But I was in a place where, you know, I was making good money. I knew that I could raise my child on my own. I didn't need a whole lot of help. Like it was a decision that I made for myself. And I think a lot of women do get there. So maybe to your point, yeah, maybe, yeah. That's what's up. I'm real in my money, so, you know. <laughs> I know. If you love someone who doesn't show affection, I think it's important to remember. I think it's important to remember that love doesn't always require physical touch. And we talked about earlier, you know, what affection means for us. And so in our case, I guess that's hard to say, right? Because that's our love language, but... If someone you love and someone that loves you, they may not always have to touch you in order to show affection from their perspective. Mm. Now, I know that's hard for us to deal with. Yeah. But do you see any truth there? No, I can't get down with that. I don't. 
to me, that's a weird relationship. Yeah. I would categorize that as, as weird. I mean, to each his own. But for me, that would just not work. I need um, I need sex. I need someone to touch me. I, I want to know, you know, um, how emotional and how deep we can get. Like, yeah. I need that. Can you replace that with small gestures, kind gestures, making coffee or dinner? Or, mm-hmm. or do those things compensate in any way to give you a feeling of affection? I mean, for me, no, I've never been married. So I'm sure if you've been married, you know, 30, 40 years, something like that, I'm pretty sure um, then that would compensate. Because if you've been married that long and, you know, older people, you know, you're 60, you're 70, I don't know. (laughs) But I'm sure at some point that sex kind of falls off. And so then those things would replace that. But um, for me... I would say no, that that wouldn't work for me. I I think the best thing to do to get your partner to be more affectionate is to explore your love language. Because Mm -hmm. I think what we're talking about here, and we're a lot alike because physical touch is my number one love language, it it matters to me. And if you don't understand what your partner needs, then you're never going to be able to give it to them. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So what's your second love language? I'm just curious. Um, acts of service. Yeah, I like that. I like words of affirmation. Mm, you know, okay. like the simple ones, you know. Like, Don't for be, example, what? Like, uh, I appreciate you making dinner today. I, you know, I, you know, I appreciate what you did today for the family. You took a side of me. Like, just the small thank yous and little, you know, about. So, so I don't so much. I can. I, I give. Um, what is it? Words of affirmation. Yeah. I give it but I don't need to receive. Yeah. I just, I've noticed that, you know, I am letting my guy know, I appreciate, you know, yeah. I ran into my garage. And he yeah. came and fixed that shit for me. I was like, Oh my God, I appreciate you so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, thank you. I give it a lot, but I don't really need it. I definitely need acts of service. Yeah. I need you to show me how you feel about me through small gestures. Yeah. Like, again, sending me. And I out. appreciate those, but I could live without them, believe it or yeah. not. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a funny how everyone needs different things. Another way to get your partner to be more affectionate is to flirt with them. You know, mm-hmm. oftentimes we, we stop flirting a little bit because we're together and maybe yeah. you stop flirting a lot, really. But if you can keep that type of flirty vibe, it should lead to affection. Yep. You got it. You know what I mean? Now do, the, do all the shit that got you there in the first place, man. That's, keep it consistent. And yeah. that consistency is really the entire makeup of whether you're going to be affectionate at the level that you, your partner really needs. So I agree with that all the way. Yeah. I think you got to take charge to and show your partner what you want. If show him, show him or her how you want to be touched, you know, mm-hmm. tell them how you want to be talked to and the, and, and the things you like hearing. And it's on them. Once you give them the blueprint, the onus is on them to do something about it and implement those you know, request if they don't, then, hey, you know what it is. But I think you have to take charge initially and then leave it on them. Absolutely. I think a, I think a lot of a lot of men are afraid to understand that sometimes you got to teach someone how to love you, bro. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes for a woman. They want to listen. Yeah. Same thing goes for a woman. You got to teach you got to teach them how to love you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and not be afraid to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because. 
I mean, I, I agree. Ladies, we should be able to communicate with our partners on what we want and not be afraid to share that shit. Either they're going to do it or they're not. And if they're not, then you need to move on to someone who is. And again, the the dating pool is small, but I yeah. would rather be by myself than yeah. to be in an unhappy relationship. That's all right. Day. So now there's a lot of ladies that say that, but no, and I actually dating. mean that shit. <laughs> like they, they really don't mean that thing because you know, alone sometimes. Okay, yeah. As a man, I agree with that too, though. You know, and you know, I'll definitely rather be alone than to be in a situation where I'm unhappy. You know, uh, you know. And, you know, people Again. always say you won't last alone, but yeah, I like my off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, I think if that shit is reserved for your 20s and your 30s to, to work with people and date yeah. somebody's potential. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I like the way you put it. They some fuck that. No promises, bitch. I need, I ain't <laughs> see it. It ain't real. Right. All right. So lastly, just remember to be affectionate and to give affection. You know, I think we're, we're talking about what the other person's doing check yourself, you know, look in the mirror, make sure you're handling your business. Uh, you flirt, you're flirting and you're keeping it tight. You know what I mean? And, uh, you saying and doing the things you want done. So maybe you can lead the way, you know? Yeah. So, you know, one thing I remember, man, back in the day, man, like when we started checking ourselves, I don't know if you remember back in the day. Come on now. You where, already know. I remember nigga. where, where we were like, man, maybe we're not giving the level of affection that we really need in our relationship. And, Jeezy and I would connect, dog, and say, okay, what's the initiative, dog? We planned something every Friday, dog, that we were going to do um, with our lady and, and make sure that we were ushering in and fostering all that of vibe. that and keeping yeah. it fresh and creating the vibe and all that stuff because maybe we weren't doing it. So whether it was like, you know, creating a blanket, putting a blanket on in the living room and having some conversation cards over candlelight and really getting the relearn someone or 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 and make dinner right there or just like random different things where you have to realize that maybe you you got to invest sometimes even though you don't you're not getting anything in return sometimes you got to invest to see if you're going to be able to reap um any of those gains right so you now, sometimes playing that seed and hoping that's that, the, that yeah you got to plant yeah. the seed and watch it grow but sometimes that doesn't even work sometimes you can you can plant that seed, you can water that shit, and it's a motherfucking dud. This I we mean, know. This we know. This we know. <laughs> That's the question, though. I think that that thing should be natural. Like, so my question is this. If you're with the right person, should you have to do that? And what I mean is, and I'll say this probably, like, I'm with the right person, right? That doesn't mean that things aren't without trials and tribulations, but I'm with the right person. I don't ever feel like I've had to make a concerted mm. effort Maybe a couple of things early in relationship, but I mean in yeah. general, like now, for it to work. So that either means so so maybe we're just all both naturally doing something right. Yeah. But I've never had to be like we just gotta buy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I don't have to be like okay, yeah, I gotta do this. You ride sure. the same wave, yeah. For unfortunately, what you're referencing isn't entirely real for everyone, you know, and, and yeah. that's the way it should be. That's what ultimately we're all searching mm-hmm. for. But I agree. When you're in the right situation, you're never thinking about it. And, and again, gents, to speak to what we were doing, it was what we wanted to do, right? Yeah. No one yeah, was yeah. making us. We, it, it, so it felt right and it felt good. But when you start losing and you're not being watered and nourished in the way you need, that's where that goes out the window. So you're giving what you're getting, you know, one way or another. You know what I mean? So remember that people, you know, 
you want affection, give affection. And if the person isn't giving you affection, decipher what that reason is. And if you don't like it, nigga, do something about it. Go somewhere else. That's what it is. Unless you're a middle-aged woman. (laughs) I don't you know, say a prayer. What the fuck that right had there. to do with anything? But I'm doing some shade. I thought I don't want them to be mad. Listen, feel free to shout me out, cuss me out. I love that shit. Um, I actually live for it. Um, but uh, no, definitely, you if you want it, you got to give it affection, okay. baby. We in it. Listen, so we launched, we launched our website. I'm really excited about that. I want all the listeners. Get out of round of applause. Get out of round of applause. Yeah, Don't step past that nigga. Yeah, we, we in Put now. some respect on One it. One time. Yeah, yeah we did. www.brunchwiththeboys.com yeah. is live. Yeah. So you can listen to any podcast that we, we've done. We got the catalog in there. We got we got the directory to all of our podcasts. Can I so, say something real quick, though? Yeah. Hey, don't, don't judge us off the first First, what about fifteen? Don't judge us. Can we? Is that safe, fellas? Should we say we got better around about twenty-five? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this whole thing has been a learning process, and you want to see the maturation. Yeah, any real podcaster knows, you know, how you start and how you finish. Absolutely, (laughs) that is true. Though, yeah, you might want to start around sixteen. Definitely growing pains. You might want to start around sixteen or so. Yeah, well, but don't miss out is, on any of the sex and mimosas because that series will be continuing real soon. And I need y'all to know you need to be up on everything. We keep uh, it. Oh, I'm gonna definitely, definitely shout that out. But I want to talk about the website still. At the end of the day, you can chat to us at any point. We got a chat function in there, contact function. We got merch out there. Merch on deck. Hey, primarily for the women. And they don't got our face on it, women. So at the end of the day, this your is nigga really won't be mad. Yeah, you'll be good. He'll be cool. Specifically for the hey, women. Some beautiful stuff. We got, there, we got the men's merch. You know, we're going to rep our boys at the end of the day. Listen, um, and a little bio about us. So for sure, man, check www.brunchwiththeboys.com. We hear from you. And yeah, we definitely want to hear from you. Hey, next week, huge pod. Cannot miss. We, we got the cocktails, cocktails podcast coming on from ATL. If none of y'all ever checked out cocktails, cocktails. you're missing out. These girls are fire. And um, we're going to have the privilege of having them on Sex and Mimosa Part I think hey. Six. Hey. Because a, G- a, G- a Jeezy special is what I'm G- like to G- add on top of it, nigga. It, I, it is a I've G- been jotting down some random shit on sex, nigga. And I told y'all to be doing it too. We're going to cover whatever come to mind. And you know how we do. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, yeah, super excited about that. Go check them out, too. Check them out and prior to that so you get their vibe if you ain't even fucking with them yet. But um, for us, man, check us out on all podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify. We're on everything. Type Brunch with the Boys. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at Brunch with Boys. We're on Twitter at Boys with a Z underscore Brunch. Uh, Absolutely huge YouTube presence. We out you. Let's thank Nikita again, please. We appreciate you, girl. Tell make find Nikita. Nikita, give us a shout out. Yeah, so check out the Unexpected Fuckery of 40 podcast mm, on all podcasting platforms. Thank you. Um, on IG, it's the Unexpected F-C-K-E-R-Y. I took the U out because hey, it's bro. You know. hey. um, And on Facebook. And so, yeah, check me out. Every Thursday, I drop. So check it out. Hey. Appreciate you. Privilege. Yeah, coffee and brunch. We can have a conversations over coffee and brunch. Ha. 